as I discussed in the previous uh, part, uh, that from Anil Yakin, I'll, I'll walk you through briefly to the next four stages. So here you start to see uh, from the eyes of your heart, and then you come to the state, I would say, where what we call fana, annihilation. Fana fil ikwan. When your heart is in such a beautiful state, you do not see the faults in believers. You start to treat them um, even better than yourself, and you see that they have no fault. And if you do even see them with their faults, you think that, okay, I will try to guide them uh, from our actions. You possess that little attribute of Allah within yourself because you say, Allah is so merciful, how can I not be so merciful? You give them unconditional love as long as they are believers, but going through the difficulty of not being able to understand themselves. Now, often people say, oh, he's not a Muslim, he's not this, he's not that. So, how is he a believer? There are many people, there are many flowers in Allah's garden. I've always said that. They may not be following a certain path, but they believe in God. They know that there is God, or they know a certain other terminology of God. They know that there is some sort of a superpower who is holding on this dunya on, on his shoulder. And he's the only one who's the answer to all our questions. So that's when you help to transform their yaqeen, their faith, with love and mercy, provided their heart is open to it as well and their seekers. And then from Fanal Ikhwan, we move to the next stage, which is called Fana Fi Murshid, your teacher. Unconditional love for teacher. Our ultimate teacher is Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or the Imam of this time, Imam Mahdi Salam. Our, you know, our adabs are immaculate in front of our teacher. You know, nowadays people have started, you know, sort of uh, bridging that gap and they start calling their teachers by their names. Oh, um, how is, and teachers are pretty proud of that too, but that's their own up, upbringing, which, which, is, which is, I would say, a gap in, in, in their upbringing at the very first stage of their, uh, their foundational adabs. No, a teacher has a certain stature. We should actually respect our teacher in that same way. Um, our adab has to be have to be really, really accurate. And here we have a teacher who is actually trying to uh, nurture, or uh, you can say, wash or transform our ruh, which is permanent existence in this universe till Yom Al-Qayyamah. In, in, in spiritual terms, we say that he's a qasr. He's like a person who's washing our dead body. Imagine, who are we? We're not really alive. If we are so busy in 
in uh, trying to find a place in this dunya um, and always running after something better, even by hook or by crook, hurting people, trying to gain power uh, without even realizing that uh, during this course, what are we, what are our actions bringing for us? How are they, uh, you know, hurting other people? What kind of uh, impressions you're forming on other people and uh, uh, how painful it is. So we are really dead because we are not awake to other people's emotions or other people's uh, unfortunate circumstances. We are, we just think we are those, we think we are godlike, truly speaking, the, because of the treatment we have. Um, towards other people, towards Allah's creation. Forget the way we might treat our subordinates or you know, our servants or housemaids or whatever. We just think we are. Uh, we are above them, so this is how we should treat them. We have this arrogance of wealth and sometimes we even have arrogance of knowledge. We look down upon people because we have, we are professors or doctors or engineers and we think, ah, we are this and so you know obviously everybody recognizes who we are they need us they want us so we are superior so we start speaking in the language that that, that Allah is uh, you know extremely displeased about so what does Qasr do he he is washing this dead body of ours um, you know waking us up and because we have this we are in a state of this constant attachment and we are like dead bodies so this is what he keeps doing he keeps washing it and uh, cleansing it with this nonsense of nafs in this state we have no nur or light in our hearts uh, and the the qalb or the heartbeat is not really for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it is actually just for either self or for this dunya. Now once our qasr is slowly um, helping us to become more purified or transform a little bit better, um, we, we, we go to the next stage. And that stage is Fanafi Prophet Rasulullah. You think it's that easy? To come in front of the Prophet. We feel once we have that love for um, for the creation, then we have the love for uh, our teacher, then we have the love for the Messenger of Allah who said that I love those Who love Allah. So we at this stage say that we love those who love the Prophet. We follow his teachings and his directions. The ones he loves, remember, teach us no duality. There are no two gods in his dictionary. There is only Vahdaniyat. Allah is one. When we bring our nafs and desires 
we have already acknowledged that we worship something else other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have forgotten that nothing happens without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we think, oh, the control is in our hand and we can actually uh, take care of this and we forget his existence or his power. Now, from this, if we have accomplished that pure love, that entirety of love for Prophet Muhammad we automatically move on to the next state and that is called Fana Fi Allah. That is when we are in complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is like we are being joined with Allah, the real. Man has annihilated from himself, from that limited existence of the traveler, of its journey in this dunya or a student, uh, of the teacher, it is all overpowered by the absolute existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then the student or the traveler of this journey becomes totally unaware of his own self and the creation that he was so attached to for different reasons. Of course, if you're attached to a creation to work with, with, with its existence, then that is a different uh, situation. Fana, annihilation, is the last stage on the ascent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fana fi Allah, I would say. When traveling to the source, the seeker or the student passes through different levels of fana, which I talked about earlier too, um, as we were mentioning different stages and states each of which brings him or her closer to his goal. There are hundreds, even thousands of fanas, not just the ones that I have mentioned or outlined in terms of stages and states earlier in this discourse. Every time a form of ignorance is removed to be replaced by knowledge, the student or the seeker or the travel has experienced new fanas. He has tasted the annihilation of an ignorance. And every moment of existence is in fact a moment which is, uh, I would say, pregnant with its own particular knowledge. So if you're awakened to this stage, each moment can be defined as fana. If you reach this stage, you are ready to defend your thesis of life and share with others through your actions. Of course, your teacher tells you whether you have come to that state or not. And you yourself know by that time. Allah grants you that honor. In order to come to this stage, try to enter your teacher's, your guide's heart. If your name is there, you're lucky and you're ready to move on to the next stage. One poetry from the spiritual saints or teachers um, probably is also reflecting to a certain station of his own existence as a teacher or a seeker um, uh, or a student, I would say. Uh, 
it's, it's just beautiful how he's put the words together. He says, there was the door to which I found no key. There was the veil through which I found, oh, I could not see. So there was the door to which I found no key. There was the veil through which I could not see. Some little talk, a while of me and thee, thee being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there was, and then, no more of thee and me. It was such a state where we were just so immersed in each other. Me in Allah and Allah in me. To conclude, look for this journey while studying the 99 attributes of Allah Kareem so that you can witness no more of what this saint said or this student said, no more of thee and me one day. Bring yourself to the point where zikr and ibadah of Allah Kareem is so beautiful that you have no baggages of sects, divisions, competitions, nafs. You just join that halka, that companionship, uh, or circle because there is a zikr of thee. Allah's dunya is big and as I said there are many flowers in his garden and he will know best how close he has come to thee. That means you and your teacher will know best how close you have come to thee. Don't ever ignore the fact that you have to be in the right state of sohbat, companionship, khidmat, service, and ibadat, your worship. Never forget that Allah's doors are always open for reward, repentance, and restoration. And that is why we began our attributes with He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being Ar-Rahman. Thank you very much. Please connect with me if you need any help or any clarity further on, these, uh, on this discourse. Thank you so much.